This is Tony Winyard and you're listening to episode six of Exceeding Expectations. Today's episode, I speak with Lee Smith, a multi-talented magician, but that's not all he does. Today um, on Exceeding Expectations, I'm sitting here with Lee Smith. Lee's a magician, an MC, a speaker, and millions of other things. So what what are all the other things that you do, Lee? I try not to um, label myself as some jack of all trades, but I I guess that's how it comes across to some people. But um, by trade, I'm actually a magician, and... From being a magician, I, it's, it's allowed me to branch out into many other things, should we say. Right. So uh, the magic of the foundations of what I do, um, but I know this is all about exceeding expectations, and I've always you know, exceeded everything I've done as a magician. I've always set my goals really high, and by setting my goals high, the magic has taken me into motivational speaking, into training, into working with exhibitions for trade shows and corporates. It's taken me many different routes, which I'm sure will come out a bit later on I also uh, run a step system program Um, I've got a book out called step and it stands for the steps towards extraordinary potential I've got that out with my business partner Spencer Wood and we also run uh, business training and motivational seminars called the step system which stands for steps towards extraordinary potential and we'll put some links in the show notes about how people can get your find your book is it you've got a website yeah we've got a website and which is which is at the moment it's step it's just S-T-E-P, sort of step training. The, the name may change, but if you Google step training system or Lee Smith, Spencer Wood, you'll find our material. Right. Uh, the book is called Step. Okay. So on the um, so you started off as a magician. What kind of age were you when you got I actually into? was a really late starter. Um, I've always been one of these people that gives 110% everything I do. And I went for a number of hobbies and never really settled on anything. I got good at a lot of things, but never settled on one. And I found magic, and it really was just a hobby that turned into a career. You found magic. How do you find magic? Well, it's a very long story, which I'm not going to bore you with, but it's a whole podcast on its own. Um, What happened was I was actually about 18 at the time, so really, really late starter for a magician. Most start when they were kids. I had an average interest in magic, as kids do, and never, never really took it any further. And then when I was 18, I was actually, it's like fate, I was in a... A bookstore with a friend of mine. There was a, a wrong a book on the wrong shelf, and the book was called "A Hundred and One Amazing Card Tricks." And that same day, I'd actually bought. I don't know if anyone remembers these. I bought a pack of uh, see-through playing cards. Remember them? They're like back in the sort of like you know late nineties. There were these cards you could pick up, and they were like see-through playing cards. I think it's so they played them in pubs. They got drinks built on them. They were like almost waterproof. Right. I'd happened to pick a pack of these cards up, and I saw this book, and it was like only like one ninety-nine or something. And I was like, oh like a fate it was in the wrong place on the wrong shelf and I thought I bought a pack of playing cards I'll, I'll buy this book and I just learned a few tricks just out of this book for a bit of fun doing it in the pubs and bars and got hooked on it so you realised that it was a good way to uh, meet ladies and, <laughs> and to uh, meet people and people thought it was cool and it was a good way to win free beer right. so next thing I know I was this local amateur magician going around the pubs doing tricks and that's how it all started wow and so that then morphed into doing weddings yeah what happened was um i i obviously there was a period of time where i did more and more magic i was actually a carpenter by trade and i i was sort of doing magic as a hobby on the site for the lads and just for the people i met while i was uh, you know just working away a bit of fun um i'll cut a long story short here i ended up running a pub and i was running a pub for a friend of mine and moved to malaga and when I was running this pub, I ended up just doing magic on Friday nights in the bar. And I soon worked out that if I could, um, I guess I've always been quite entrepreneurial and I've always wanted to push myself. And I thought, well, the pub would be a great platform to push my magic. I've been meeting a lot of customers. 
So I employed good barmaids and good restaurant managers and literally just run magic shows. <laughs> and then um, eventually Charles Wells, who run this pub, eventually caught wind. There was some weird magician guy in one of their pubs and everyone was talking about it, doing all these tricks on Friday nights and on weeknights. And they sent down what they called their spies, which I never knew they'd even been in. And about a week later, apparently they went back to the office and said, you've got to come and see this guy. It's like really good and it's really fun. So, uh, yeah, they pulled me out of the pub in the end and started paying me to go around all of their uh, restaurants and bars. And right. within a very short space of time, I was giving up my own business cards and meeting clients and getting off to do private parties. And over a while, that manifested into different events. And, yeah, a few years later, of course, it's turned into a, a career. And right. that's how it's... It's been a long process, and it's like everything. It takes a long time to get it off, off the ground, especially when it's something you've built yourself. Right. So, uh, but, yeah, over the last sort of few years, I mean, I've been doing... Weddings. I say weddings are a big part of my business as are sort of corporates, but I started doing a few weddings here and there and that turned into more and then word of mouth and before you knew it, it was full time. So would you approach a wedding different to a corporate event? Or how, what, how would they differ? Um, very different because a wedding is always more personal. A wedding for me is always somebody's big day. It's their special day and everyone's there for the same thing, of course. Whereas at a corporate event often half the guests don't want to be there. Right. Um, you know, you, it could be a product launch, it could be just a corporate event where they've got to meet team members and a very different challenge because a corporate event you have to work a bit harder to kind of warm the crowd up as a magician because you're like this extra that's just rocked into this venue and they don't even want to be there. So you've got to work a lot harder to engage people. But you'll soon find that they actually love it because once the magician starts showing them bits, they're like, oh, this is actually really good fun. This is, this is just sort of this event now. <laughs> um, whereas on a wedding, of course, people are in a good mood straight away. They're receptive. Mm. Weddings, without a doubt, the easiest part of my business because you, they're already in a good mood. People just want to be entertained. That's what they're there for. So you just turn up and do your thing. <laughs> so, so you mentioned to me beforehand when we were chatting about how you like to, like to amaze your customers. And I'm guessing from what you're saying there, it's much easier to do that for a wedding than it is for a corporate event. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I like to amaze, obviously everybody gets the same show, the same experience. I worked out very quickly that if you work really hard and you do an exceptional job every time you go out. I mean, I built my business on just doing a good job. But even when I wasn't charging in the early days, I would just go out and perform, perform, perform. Just blow people away, give them an experience that they've never had before. And yeah, you could just see people's brains just like, what is going on here? You know, this guy has rocked up, he's after nothing. He's just come and showed us this, you know, something we're never going to forget. And next thing you know, they're telling other people. And that's, I, I worked out very quickly that that's how you do well in business is you must create the one and create an experience so powerful that people don't ever forget it so what would you say um people's expectations of a magician are at a wedding and how would you over deliver that they're probably very low when you first turn up because they're like most people when you say oh, i walk up to a group for instance i say i'm lee i'm your magician i know they're thinking one thing at this point and that's come on magic boy what you got <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> But I think as soon as you start performing and having fun with them and showing them, you know, some really visual, really powerful magic, you've got them engaged. As soon as you've got them engaged, it's creating an atmosphere. And now I've got everyone talking. There's guests that they don't know each other. I'm able to pull them together and create an atmosphere like they've never seen before and just generally break the ice. I mean, a magician is not just a magician. And when I sell my service to a bride or a groom, I don't sell them a magician. I sell them the perfect wedding day. And I said in this experience, and I say, look, take the magic away. What I'm going to be doing is providing you with an unforgettable experience in your day. Not only that, I'm going to allow you to go off and relax and enjoy yourself while I entertain your guests. So you can go and just do what you need to do and not worry about everyone standing around at a loose end or bored. And that's the last thing they want. So all of a sudden, you know, over delivering, you're not just a magician, you're their wedding solution. Mm. And you're the person that they need 
to make their day a success, and that's what I sell. I don't sell them on the magic. They, if they picked up the phone and I've been recommended to them, they already know who I am. They already know what I do. I don't need to sell that. So I just send them the perfect wedding experience, and that's what I do. And I do that at corporate as well. No matter what environment I'm in, my goal is to create an experience they've never had before, something that they will go away and talk about for the rest of their lives. And the person that books me is going to get the credit for that, not me. And that's, that's the key, is understanding that mentality sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do this talk, and it's the, one of the talks I uh, do is called Don't Sell Your Product. Because everyone knows what your product is if they've contacted you. Mm-hmm. You don't need to sell your product. Obviously, people need to know what your product is and what it, what it does and what the benefit and the solution is. But once they know that, don't sell it. Sell the experience it provides. That's, that's the key. And magic is a very visual tool. Uh, there's something I do in my talk, and this, this hopefully will explain what it is I'm trying to get at here. Um, a lot of people say to me, how have you done what you've done as a magician? Because I am an extra. At the end of the day, like a DJ like yourself, and you know, you've got a you know, business there. It's, we're extras at the end of the day. You know, don't have to have it. They can have something else. They can have a band. or you know, You've got to make yourself an essential. So one of the things I do when I, I talk to people, I talk about making your product essential making it stand out so if i go into you know a lot of people say why are you so busy how have you built up all this work from all these different industries the message is simple i say i go into a room i perform magic i provide them with an experience they've never seen before i leave them wanting more i leave them telling everybody else about it and i leave them with a business card so i have to look at i can look at a corporate client and say how many times have you done that recently with your product and the answer is nearly always none Hmm. why not you know, you need to take your product out there. You need to deliver it to more people. You need to create the want for it. You need to let people know what it does. You need to get them talking about it so they want more. It's not rocket science, but we don't do this. So I'm mean, like a, essentially a walk-in networking tool, stroke business guard. And this, you've got to deliver it every time. So you, I mean, you mentioned that you've also, you added being a, a master of ceremonies to your service some, I mean, what, how many was it? For you a few years ago? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't long ago. I mean, I, again, it comes from seeing a gap in the market. I mean, I used to work with a lot of sort of Toastmasters and, you know, Toastmasters are brilliant and if they, people want a Toastmaster, I recommend them to get one. A lot of people don't and, want and one just, or they can't afford one. There's, there's a few people who are listening from other countries who may not know what a Toastmaster is. So. Yes, yes, yeah. So Toastmaster is an MC, a master ceremony, someone that will host a wedding or an event. So, you know, keep everything flowing. Uh, but a lot of the time at, at weddings, especially here in the UK, um, the venues would do it. And it's very flat, shall we say. <laughs> and I saw this gap in the market of often I was booked for like two or three slots to perform and then there was nothing happening in between. And there was a Toastmaster or, or the venue was announcing the bride and groom to the room or doing, you know, the ushering. And it was just wasn't done very well, very efficiently. And I thought, well, I could add this on because I'm a big believer in you must continue to add value. No matter what it is you do, you've got to add value, add value, add value. You've got to be completely different from anybody else in your field. If you want to be top of the game, you've got to be one step ahead or ten steps ahead, and you've got to add value. So I thought, well, they can't afford a Toastmaster, or they haven't got one, or the venue are going to do it. Why not offer a service? Because I've seen a million people do it. I knew how to do it. I'd had some experience at this point of hosting conferences and doing MCing other events and product launches. So I thought, well, I'll add it to the wedding business. So. I, I now am essentially becoming a wedding solution so I can perform for all the downtime, I can perform for all the gaps so the bride and groom can relax. Now I can announce, announce them into the room, I can announce the speeches, I can announce the cake cut, and you become like this whole day solution for them the crowd really want to. Mm. And for me, again, that, that is all about exceeding expectations. They pick up the phone, they think they want a magician. Mm. They come off the phone, they've now potentially got a magician, 
a Toastmaster, you're not know, an MC, a host, someone's going to create the perfect wedding day. And that's what it's all about. You want them to put that phone down or email you and then go away and go, you're not going to believe what this guy does. This is, this is not something we, we, we want anymore. This is something we now have to have right. because you've created that, that need. So I guess, so a lot of wedding couples who, when they first contact you, they just simply, as you say, they're just looking for a magician. And then by the, you've gone through the process of meeting them and then they booked you and then you've done the wedding. And after the wedding, what kind of feedback do you, do you receive? I mean, it's always phenomenal. And I don't mean this in an arrogant way, but I mean, please, just have a look at my website. If I've got a Facebook page and just have a look on Lee Smith Magician Facebook page and just go through recent comments. It's just full of, you know, letters, emails, um, just the feedback's always, you know, think, you just have a look. It's just, it's always the same. It's just, it's always the same thing, though. So this is important, actually, because always, thank you for making our day, you know, truly un- unbelievable. Everyone's been talking about it ever since, or people are still talking about it now. Mm-hmm. The way you handled the MC duties was phenomenal, and everything just went smoothly. That's what I want to hear. Right. And the fact that most of them come back at some point with that kind of same feedback right. is means I'm doing what I need to be doing. So I'm always looking for the, uh, the the next thing I can add to it, really. <laughs> and so are there any things that you would say that you would do that would be very different to another magician that would exceed a client's expectations? I don't think there's many other magicians offering any upsells anyway. Most magicians would just turn up and do tricks. Right. Trick, 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 trick. It's yeah. kind of about the magic. It's about them. I think for me, it's just literally... It's as small as understanding that it's not about me or the tricks, it's about them. Mm. And that normally is enough to get a bride or groom's mentality to go, well, this is the guy we need to book. Mm. He's not, you know, just a magician. And I think that's the key. And most magicians wouldn't even think about adding an upsell or an extra. And they probably wouldn't offer a full day. I offer a full day package, one with the bride and groom from the start to the finish. Well, not the start, but the start of the, yeah, yeah. You know, the actual day. I wouldn't be there for the ceremony or yeah, for yeah. The, um, the getting ready. <laughs> That'd so be a bit weird. So I'm presuming you meet with couples when they're interested in booking you. If so, they want to. So at that point, do is there things that you do you know that you're going to do for them that you don't mention so that there are some surprises? Or what, how do you go about Yes, that? definitely. I mean, I will always offer them my sort of three main packages. I say I can do two to three hours, I can do a full day, or I can do a full day with the all bells and singing, dancing, whatever it is you want to call the package, whatever your packages might be. I think mine used to be like silver, gold and diamond. I've changed them recently. But yeah, I normally just talk about all the things that I can do for them, but I do it in stages. So it's building and building and building. So the first thing I will do is talk about the photos and drinks reception that I might touch on what we call the pain. So, you know, they they might not even thought about what their pain might be on the day. And of course, the pain for the bride and groom is them having guests standing around bored and complaining or hungry and nothing to do. Mm. So I would go, you can go off and relax and enjoy yourself while I entertain your guests for the photos and drinks. Mm-hmm. That should be enough to make them want that package there and then. Mm-hmm. Then I can say, oh, you, then you might get tables that are waiting for food or certain tables might finish before others and then there's, they're waiting again. There's, you know, they're, they've not eaten yet. So wouldn't it be nice of a magician going around the tables between the courses. Mm. Then I might add a layer for the evening reception as well. But I said, well, sometimes what happens is, because you remember we do these all the time as well and they don't know these things. You have to educate them. And I said, there might be evening guests turning up before you're ready for the evening guests and the speeches might be going on. They're turning up and there's nowhere for them to go. Wouldn't it be lovely to have someone to meet and greet them and perform for them and break the ice and then maybe sort of perform, you know, for the daytime guests again and to, you know, gel them together with the evening guests. Mm. And now all of a sudden what you've really done here is you've sold a full day. Mm. <laughs> and they're kind of going, well, yeah, we have to have all that. I didn't mm. think about that. That's, that's amazing. Thank you. you know, yeah. um, but if they're on the fence now, then I'm going, oh, I could add this 
this service where I can do your MCing as well if you haven't got a Toastmaster or an MC and that actually takes the pressure off the venue because then the venue can relax and they haven't got to worry about it and it's going to help them and they can be more efficient with the food. Mm-hmm. So just adding value and adding layers. But what you've really done here now is sold them a full day experience which is what I really want them to book me for. So I do it in stages and I'll keep upselling it and if they're on the fence I'll say look, no pressure, you book whatever you want to book. But I can also add this and add this and you keep adding things in. I can do a personalised trick for you. So when so you they've at the meeting you've mentioned these different things that you could yeah. do for them, but then on the day what is it that you do that you haven't mentioned in the meeting? What I might things? brand something up for them, make it really personal. So I do like lots of different tricks. It's hard to explain without seeing the magic that I do. But I do things with things appearing in their hands. I might get um, people just and I might get something engraved so it's got their wedding date on it. I do tricks themed around the date. I might get the whole audience to think of random numbers and put those numbers into a calculator uh, that's borrowed. Then they'll hit equals and eventually that'll come back to the head table and the number will come out as a random number on the calculator but actually it'll end up being the couple's wedding date. So everything's very relevant Mm. to the day and it's all about them. So again, it's making everything about them and their day and just making it so unforgettable that you you just build on it. Everything you can think of. I'm, I'm big on goal setting. So I always think, how can I exceed everything I'm doing now how can I create more how can I make more upsells more things I can offer people I mind map if you don't know what mind mapping is just google mind mapping but I mind map out ideas and upsells and I will go away and spend weeks doing that and I'll never perfect it and I'll always add more I'll just create all these ideas and rather than just think about it and say oh, okay well that would be nice I'll actually go and do it and I'll try it out at a wedding I'll offer it to somebody and if it goes down really well it's, a new, it's something I'm going to use in the future going forward so there'll always be things that I just turn up on the day, don't even tell them about, and I just do it. So they go away and said, you know, we knew we were getting all this, but he did this, he did that, he did this, he gave us this. I might get all the guests to sign a playing card, and that can become, you know, sort of put a message on there. And I can do a trick with the signed deck that's got all the guests' names on it. And at the end of the wedding, I can give that deck to the bride and groom, and they've all got messages on them from all of the guests. So it's like a guest book, but, you know, self-contained, and you've done something really amazing with it, and then you give it to them as a souvenir. I mean, so powerful. So since you've been, I mean, was there a moment when your mindset changed and you realised by giving them an even better experience, that made a better day for them? I mean, how did that kind of process come about? I think you just, it just happened over time, if I'm being honest. And I just understood that if I wanted to be busy with what I did, I had to keep doing it. So mm-hmm. there wasn't like a natural shift. It was just the more weddings I did, the better I got at it. And I was sales trained by a guy called Trevor Liley and um, I wanted to learn more about business and how to be more efficient with people and how to create more and you know create more want is the word mm. and so that was the mindset shift for me of meeting him because he basically taught me to stop selling my product and sell everything as a solution so no matter what you do he said just add value and exceed people's expectations whether it be a wedding in a corporate scenario and just by taking that approach alone forgetting the weddings for a moment that has allowed me to go into corporates and offer like magic as a product launch. I set myself a goal to launch a global product using magic. And that should be an impossible task. Um, but because of the way I sold it, because I sold it to lots of different companies in a different way, eventually somebody bit and we ended up launching a global product in 2016 using magic. Because we set ourselves a goal to do that. But they would never have booked that if it didn't exceed what they needed it to do. Mm-hmm. So we went away. I said, we've well, got a business partner, a guy called Spencer Wood. We created a really engaging presentation. Company loved the idea, pitched it, and they booked it. And we went away for three months with a huge client that most of you globally will have heard of and launched all their products for, for three months. It was amazing. 
but that's all done by understanding you know how that works and seeing that in the corporate environment works so well again just reinforces why I should be doing it in my private events mm. and I think the fact that I helped so many especially while I was doing exhibitions and trade shows I helped so many corporate clients I had a moment of clarity where I did think well, why am I spending all this time and effort creating all this stuff for these companies which, which I continue to do when I could be doing it within my own business so I started going away and creating the same sort of ideas and mentality for myself so I can say to other people even private parties people call me I don't want to just turn up and do a few tricks I don't want to be known as just a magician mm. in our training we call it the call it the the you've got to be the magician the DJ the florist mm. the presenter the one that everybody goes straight to because yeah. they know you exceed every single time so become the the is what we call it <laughs> so it's very important from the sounds of all that you said so by having the mindset of realising you're giving an amazing experience to your customer it just gets you well it gives you more pleasure in what you're doing it's more and, rewarding. It, and it gives them a better day so much more rewarding give them a better day and you'll just get better at your job and I think you've got to just think bigger my biggest advice to any listener or anyone I speak to they said have you done some of the things that you've done I said because I think big you've got to think bigger I've realised that nothing's unachievable mm-hmm. I've got lifetime goals I have monthly goals and by thinking big it allows you to do so much more. No matter what line of business you're in, I think you have to have the mindset, and you mindset is everything. We call it pre-game. No matter what area it is I get involved with, my pre-game's got to be right. So I've got to think how, let's just say, for instance, I'm going to take a random, let's just say, for instance, I'm going to do more conferences. I'm not going to think on a small scale here. I'm not going to think, well, how can I get into my local community centres and start hosting the conferences? I'm thinking, how can I get on a stage, televised, globally, worldwide, and become the host for the world's biggest conference. Now, that's what I'll go for. Whether I'll hit it or not is a different matter. I guarantee I'll fall way further going for that and you'll end up with some kind of huge yeah. job out of it. Even if it's not even directly linked, you'll end up with a, with a journey. You've got to kind of go outside the box and go around the outside. A lot of the things I've done have come because to hit my goals, they're so ridiculous, mm. you can't hit them in the normal way, so you have to think outside the box. Yes. But that leads on to much bigger things you didn't know was there. And on that whole kind of mindset thing and you know some of the realisations you've had have there been any books along the way or anything else that's kind of helped that process I'm, believe it or not I'm not a big reader I've always struggled with sort of reading and writing like I can read and write of course yeah. but I've never been a massive massive reader right. um, but I'm big on audio so I will take a book and I will read a book I mean I'm like a big an audio book kind of yeah thing. an audio book but I will read books as well I mean I'm not saying I don't read but I know my business partner and other entrepreneurs I hang around with uh, just read hundreds of books you've got to read this book Lee. I said I'd love to but that's going to be a struggle for me because I've already got one on the go and it takes me a long time to read one book so I will just go and get it on audio and no matter where I go I'm on the car on a train walking about nearly I constantly pretty much 24-7 absorb motivation of audio any audio books that have stood out um, there's quite a few actually I mean I, I'm a big fan of Grant Cardone oh, so 10x so that's uh, 10x as you were talking me. about yeah. that I was thinking about yeah. yeah 10x 10x is one of the golden ones also check out Sell or Be Sold I like I like a lot of the sort of like you know the well known speakers a lot of, sort of smaller speakers I know as well and um, I'm quite lucky that I hang around with a lot of very influential people I changed my um, one one I can't remember what the book was called actually but one book I did read was all about removing negativity right. so it was if I, I hopefully I'll put it in the notes if I came back to you on it yeah. you can put it in the notes and yeah uh, in the text. But um, yeah, that was really good. So I removed a lot of the negativity from my life. Now, even negative people, even people didn't want to have to remove. But as you remove your circle and you start networking with a you know more influential circle of people, mm. you, things just happen. Things just 
it's just it's like law of attraction things just get better for you <laughs> like the secret another book there you go the secret that's a good one well we've, we've almost come to the end but before we finish is there anything any tip you would give people listening who want to to succeed in their business and want to go further in their business any tip that you would give as I say the biggest tip I give anybody is the power to just think bigger don't and don't stop um, if, if you don't hit your goal straight away you know it's like that whole thing where you can, you can hit a million walls and eventually you'll break one down it's like just keep going just think big and keep going don't ever get disheartened when things don't work I've got more things that haven't worked than things that have worked but the ones that have worked have been phenomenal and opened up doors that were never there before so my biggest advice is always think big keep going and you know you never know where that's going to go but don't stop going around the outside as well so no matter what goal you're going for always look at new avenues to hit it and open up new doors the more doors you open the more opportunities that will arise but don't confuse yourself one of the mistakes I've made and don't want to do this either is open up too many doors so you don't know where you're going yeah. just once in a while if you sit back so it's not working always focus on the thing that's working and continue to go for that goal and then as soon as you get a bit of success with something else you know keep going for that one as well and eventually you'll get there I promise you well Lee it's been a pleasure speaking to you pleasure um, look forward to meeting you again sometime thank you very much Episode 7 is next week and we talk with Katrina Otter, former UK Wedding Planner of the Year, and how a muddy field led to an incredible situation. Thank you for listening. Please do subscribe and it would be fantastic if you could leave a review on iTunes. And do remember, please get in touch if you know of anyone who you feel should be on this show because they really do over-deliver to their clients.